Like the bread delivery. I love us, bro. Alright, so nothing's changed. Rachel, so. Rachel, Rachel, Rachel. I found a TikTok page. <laughs> it's just called uh, Reggie Rock O'Clock. Who is that? Reggie Rock is a Pokemon. Mm. And okay. so it's just a bunch of like memes. And then they'll just insert the Reggie Rock sound, which is. It's like it's it's even deeper, you know. Because Reggie Reggie Ice is Reggie Ice Reggie Ice blah, 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 Reggie Ice, and Reggie Steele is like you know. It's a lot of like streaking. Are you recording this? Uh, yes, he is. Sweet. And then Reggie Rock is just like Reggie Rock, Reggie Rock. I'm sure pull it up because it's so good. Anyway, I just had to put throw that in there because um, I think the Reggies are the most underrated legendaries of all time. I've never understood Pokemon. <laughs> Welcome to this episode of Whiskey House Pub House. Today, we talk about Pokemon. <laughs> just kidding. Today is a episode two, night one of our previous podcast episode about the single malts. We're moving on to something glorious, you guys. Liquor Boy is joining us again. Dylan Hello. is joining us again. Mm-hmm. Zach is joining us again. And we're going to have... Today's Turkey Day. Turkey Day. It's good going, old Turkey Day. We're shooting for Turks. <laughs> is that a thing? I'm not in the hunting community, so I just made that up. Better now. Do you think that's something that could get, like, could be a thing? A saying? Probably not. Hunting for Turks. Hunting for Turks, you know? Not like the, um, Tur- not like the Turkmenians, you know, or Turkmenistanians, whatever they're called. Or the Turkish people. Mm-hmm. I just mean, you know, turkeys. Um, probably not. Yeah, oh, probably it's not. probably just going turkin hunting. Turk turkey hunting. <laughs> turkin hunting. <laughs> turkin hunting. Turpentine turkin hunting. Wow. Um yeah. It's Turkey I don't Day. Know what to say much about that. I um Is this does this call for a restart? No, I, I don't well, <laughs> See what happened. I'm sure I can make something out of that. Take two. <clears throat> but uh yeah, so wild turkey. So we we're gonna be um just like that uh Buffalo Trace episode that we did a while back, we will be doing a summarization history of the distillery that's become uh what we know today as wild turkey. And subsequently a little bit about the brand and the line that they have grown into. But um yeah, I should say, because I keep forgetting, and this was something I, I meant to do on the Buffalo Trace episode, is for this honorary month that we're calling Bourbon Heritage Month, month of October, um, we're going to do a 
bottle giveaway, actually. Hmm. Yeah. That's so nice of us. It is. They're giving it to me, though. So, <laughs> sorry, guys. Well, depending on how many listeners or however we uh, give away this bottle, it probably will be you. If you <laughs> sweet. Do the necessary steps that that are required of you. Mm-hmm. The odds, you got a pretty good shot. 50-50, baby. <laughs> like, if we exclude out the hosts, yeah, I mean, it's probably like a... Know, 33% th- chance. Exactly. So I like those odds. Um, so keep a lookout. It'll probably it'll be on the Instagram uh, that we'll be doing that on. Um, but it is going to be. I can tell you that much. It's going to be a uh, Elijah Craig barrel proof, twelve year old. It's going to be one of the older um, releases, probably uh, last year or two. Um, I forget exactly the batch number because I was supposed to bring it, and I do not have the bottle in front of me. But I can confirm it is the Elijah Craig Barrel Proof. And it will be a free giveaway. You don't have to do shipping. You won't have to pay any sort of fee. You just need to have a location and 21 plus be present to sign for the bottle. So that's what we're going to do. And I'll be on Instagram at Whiskey House Pub House. So anyways, getting back to that. Now that's off the ch- you know off my chest. I remembered. Um, hopefully we'll maybe do a reminder at the end of this episode again. Yeah, don't worry. We'll remind you to remind Okay, them. okay. Well, mm-hmm. Sweet. Um, so we're going to be doing the wild turkey. So starting with wild turkey, what do you guys know just off the bat as far as wild turkey, either the line of products they have, the brand, or just kind of your thoughts on them in general? Liquor boy, you want to go first? or? <clears throat> well, I mean, personally for me, Wild Turkey's my favorite, hands down, no matter what. I mean, I'm a little biased, but mm-hmm. I just, they, they can't do anything wrong. <laughs> I kind of understand that a little bit. You know, I've, I've been a, I vocalized my opinion uh, on Ardbeg and how that's like my equivalent of like, they, they can do no wrong. And, like, I'll pretty much buy whatever they do. Like, given the opportunity. Same for me. Yeah. And anytime I see a different bottle of wild turkey, I pretty much buy it. The problem for you, though, or the problem I should say for me, it's more of a blessing in disguise for you, is the bourbon right now is extremely, extremely. I mean, whiskey's hot right now, but bourbon, it's hard to get special releases of anything. Very hard. Yeah. Whereas. Ardbeg's a lot easier, so I'm spending a lot more money on Ardbeg than you probably are on special line editions of Turkey, I'm assuming. But still, given um, some of these that we'll be talking about, you found a way to spend money and find things that the normal person won't be able to do through means, we'll say. Yep. Definitely found a loophole that was a little expensive, but, (laughs) you know, got to do what you got to do. You gotta do what you gotta do. So, okay. So, yeah, so it's essentially this is your brand. Like this is the one that you'll get behind. Oh, hundred percent of the time. Yep. Okay. Cool. What What made you do that? Like, how did you get into that one? As, as well, a brand? started off with me and a buddy, and we had this turkey. Did we introduce Whiskey Boy? Yeah. We, yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. <clears throat> we had a turkey. And by Dylan's suggestion, we named her Russell. 
and after Kurt Russell, of course. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Obviously, I mean, there's no other Russell who likes would... Wild Turkey. <laughs> yeah, there. I mean, there's no other Russell that would be relevant in this whole podcast. Yep. Um, Russell Crowe. It just it kind of, you know, after the the loss of that turkey, you know, it it really it hit me in a special place. <laughs> How'd you lose it? <clears throat> uh. It froze to death. <laughs> I mean, I'm just going to be honest. Winter's yep. harsh up here. Yeah. Winter's coming. That will happen. You know, we had we had a lot of animals that uh, didn't make it that year. The, har- the harvest wasn't it's as good. <laughs> you know, that, that, that turkey over over that summer, you know, you, you get to know these animals. Yeah. You look at right, it's a little gobbly gook in the front, you know, whatever that's called. <laughs> turkey waddle? Little turkey waddle. Gizzard. No. Whatever that thing is called, and you just you look at that thing and you just you cry. Just, you cry you, a little bit. You're you like, just start love, to tear up. A I love bit. you so much. You're so ugly. You're pretty. You're so <laughs> ugly, and you set. You're so annoying and fat and such a useless creature. I love you so much. All all honesty though, you know, having that turkey, you know, it it. I don't know. It's just like turkeys kind of became my favorite animal for a good while, hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, wild turkey. Oh, that's kind of cool. No. And then I started to like explore the variety, and okay, kind of opened up the the doors to the bourbon world. Yeah, it was like the the base yeah. of okay. Zach, what about you? Yeah, I've I've never been too fond of wild turkey. I think wild turkey is like a great. What they are is like a pillar in the bourbon world. They're just. They've kind of they've been erected for so long. They're so it's such a giant column of just all of their products have integrity and are substantial brands. And they got there's it's like a too big to fail kind of thing. I like their Masters Keep. I like their rare breeds. I like their rye. We're gonna have one of the ryes at least one of their ryes. Um, I will say I've drank enough Wild Turkey 101 to the point where now it just gives me headaches whenever I have it. <laughs> it's just like a, it's a trigger thing. I, I don't I don't I think it's it still tastes good. Like I I didn't get sick of it. I just I just get headaches now when I have that flavor. It's it's like you you have it so much and maybe it's maybe it's because it's physiologically tied with something else in my head that makes me hurt. But brings back you know. Built up trauma. Yeah, built up. Well, I I don't even know what that would be involving wild turkey, but I think a lot of their products are just really solid. That's all. That's what I have to say. Yeah, wild turkey is solid for me. I would uh, to add on to that. I would say, um, yeah, it's one of those one of those brands that has stayed. It has it has been able to continue through you know prohibition, and you know being bought and purchased and well, sold or whatever name changes that there's a lot of um, companies that go through and, and they had their you know their share I think because um, I think Buffalo Buffalo Trace is kind of an interesting story and having been the one that did the outlines for these and doing most of the history on this. It's, it's interesting to see the similarities, but also the differences 
And, um, and that was something that we touched base too, is like just being able to look at the history on it because it, it is super fascinating. And once again, you know, I, it is hard to condense something down and try to have like an accurate viewpoint of something. Um, cause there's, you know, history can, the way that history like for this distillery can be written. It's um, sometimes people get fancy with how, how they say things, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, and as, we as we'll we find like, out. And we don't like fancy. Yeah. Simplify. But uh, yeah, no, I, so I love them. Um, wild Turkey, you know, it's, it's a staple bourbon. Love a lot of their stuff. Um, you know, their special editions, always wanting to try them. And uh get a bottle of it but yeah we're gonna kind of get into it now i think so yeah so um starting from the beginning um or pretty much the beginning of this uh the timeline that we're looking at is we're starting at the 1850 so 1850 to 1859 uh distillery operating as old moore is built in tyrone kentucky in the general area that would eventually become the wild turkey distillery um 1855, a wholesale grocery grocer, Austin Nichols, began selling wine and spirits. The business would later go on uh, to own and sell wild turkey. So I guess we'll just kind of go through a few of those, maybe t- touch base uh, on this. So, you know, I I think uh, Whiskey Boy, you had earlier said um, a lot of the older bottles, not that you said it, but a lot of the older bottles of Wild Turkey used to say like an Austin Nichols company or something, or yep. it's just said Austin Nichols, and we don't have any bottles that say that anymore. Um, but I think previously you kind of thought that, that maybe that was like a, a name of a distillery at one point. Yeah, I mean that was just something that I heard from a guy. Right. So no, I and mean, and I'm not I'm not like mm-hmm. you know, trying to flame you or something, but because uh, I didn't know what the answer was too, but until now it's. Um, we learned at least where one of the names come from, but yeah, kind of interesting. So, and then as far as the, the, the distillery being, um, old more that I haven't looked up much of the history. on like these older distilleries that transition to the wild Turkey, but, uh, be interesting at some point finding that out. So, uh, 1896, the Rippy brothers owned their opened their own family distillery on Wild Turkey Hill in Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. This is eighteen sixty nine, by the way. Oh, eighteen sixty nine. Sorry. Um, eighteen ninety one. The old Moore Distillery is demolished and replaced by a new distillery, the old Hickory Springs. James P. Rip uh, Rippy partners with the Ike Bernheim, and production of the J.P. Ripley whiskey begins. Yeah, so uh, Bernheim is a name that pops up. We know that from the help now the Heaven Hill whiskey, Bernheim wheat whiskey. Mm. Um, I've never put that together. Yeah, <laughs> there's there's tons of that though. There's, yeah. there's um, but that's the problem is like you don't know what what brands are related and connected to like an old distillery or right. just a man's name. Yeah, but it's super interesting. Um. Do we want to try, like, we should try the 101, I think, at this point. 
Actually, no. Wait, we'll, we'll do one probably, more. Should we, get, should we we'll do the one-on-one when we get to the... The introduction period, of it? Or yeah. the period of time yeah. that... Yep, yep. That, yeah. So, um, 1934, Austin Nichols and Company enters the wine and spirits industry. Uh, 1940, the Wild Turkey bourbon gets its name after the distillery executive shares his bourbon with a friend on an annual hunting trip. Of course, they were after wild turkey. So that was right there. That one was taken from the wild turkey's own distillery page. And um, this next one is also the same time. It's essentially what I also found another explanation, a little more detailed about some of that details. Um, So this is still 1940. Austin Nichols executive Thomas uh, McCarthy uh, envisions the Wild Turkey brand and its signature 101 proof. The Ripley Brothers Distillery enters into a production agreement with the um, Shinley Distillers. So that was like a little bit more detail or, you know, kind of more. That was the, that yeah. was the combining of the two kind of brands. Exactly. You, had, you had the corporate part and the idea, mm-hmm. and then you had the development of the grounds of the the other distillery where they were and now we're at the the holy matrimony of the two and that makes more sense with the whole austin nichols question of what that actually is referring to so that i think that that right there is why those those names are are so prominent yeah um that's the i mean that's the origin right there yeah but no it's kind of cool and it's i always do a little bit more research don't always just like go to one source and like oh some random executive from something. You're saying I can't just go on Wikipedia and yeah, read the can't. whole thing. You didn't well, just copy and paste I mean, this off of Wikipedia. I I mostly did, <laughs> but I went to the sources of those. I Wikipedia threw it. Rips. You know, I th- I I've been in high school. I threw it through my <laughs> yeah. own words into oh, yeah. it. Made you know. Yep. <laughs> but no, I did. I'm just glad that they were hunting for wild turkey to get the name, and not like hunting for something dumb like elk. Well, no, I I meant like <laughs> like dumb small game like, oh. like rabbits or squirrels squirrels or it'd be wild squirrel or, some, right or something really weird like alligator you know in kentucky you know just saying wild alligator wild alligator ravens no. wild raven um that one kind of sounds cool though it does yeah i should say that it, you know people are really like, what happened during prohibition they, essentially, they shut down. They were not one of the ones that uh, remained open. They they shut down and then reopened um, in, you know, 19... Oh, crap. I just had a complete blank on Prohibition ending. 1932? I don't know. I forget. I I blocked that out of my memory because it doesn't matter to yeah. me. Sorry. To we're me. in a new age. But yeah. um, the, the rip... Ripley Brothers, Rippy Brothers, um, <laughs> Ripey, Ripey. They, I, I don't even know. They reopened um, the distillery um, after Prohibition, so so that that brings us into Wild Turkey One Hundred One. We got so yep. We got a team together. We got a distillery. We got the a idea man, down. a man with a big brain. We got the Austin Nichols and lots guy. of money. That's two people. That's two folks <laughs> that want to make alcohol. So now we got three folks here tonight who want to drink it. So let's do that. Let's do that. And I'm going to get a headache. 
Tarka. Gobble gobble. Wild Tricky 101, made famous by Jessica Jones. It just it just smells like happiness. Not a single malt. Yeah, it's a little different than what we were trying before. Yeah. Mm. Is it already hitting you? Yeah, it just it's a you don't have to drink it. I poured it though. We don't, we don't have late. a dump, we don't have a dump glass. You have an empty water bottle. Yeah, I suppose. I mean that stuff is like eh, just dump it on it's the floor. Cheap. Who cares? It's, yeah. it's one hundred and one. They yeah. made it in nineteen forty-two. I'll, I'll smell it so I can give you a note, but yeah, I don't really want to drink it. Super cherry on the nose. Oh, it just—it smells so good. It seriously hurts. <laughs> I don't know what to tell this you. This is more violent than like the Evan Williams bottle and bond that you also like. I, oh, I hate that a lot. Yeah, that one I don't like because that one I've had too much and I got you know. I, I drank too much of it and felt hungover from it really bad. And so then it brings over hungover feelings. But I've never actually gotten hungover from Wild Turkey 101. Not that, not that you can't. You can totally do that. Yep. But it's super peppery on the taste. Like for me, it's um, primary peppery. Followed by cherry, yep, oak, vanilla, actually brown sugar then vanilla. As far as if we're talking like primary, kind of walnutty. Yeah, I, sm- I smell grapes, like purple, purple grapes. I can see that. You know, it's soapy. Soapy? Try it again. I think soapy. It is. <laughs> like Do you want to successfully soap, ruined like, a whiskey for like, someone like else? Like lie? Like lie soap? Or? Like a, a bar of Dove. Yeah. Bar of Irish Spring. <laughs> um, can I borrow your dump class? <laughs> I just don't want it. There's a lot. Yeah, we're, do, we're doing a lot. If this was all single malt, I'd be like, oh, yeah, heck yeah. But just get a lot of cherry in that. It's so good, though. Yeah, I guess. So as far as the whiskey in general, um, the one that we have before us. I mean that's gonna be like a mid, you know, twenty to twenty five dollar bottle. Mm-hmm. It's it's good. We've had it before. Thirty dollar, twenty dollar, uh, blind bourbon challenge. It's solid, and I don't have a complaint. And it's not like I say soapy, but it's not. It, it tastes good. I mean, it yeah. tastes it. It's extremely pleasant. Yeah. There's nothing harming, or it doesn't bite back. And the 101, the proof 101, it's not like mm-hmm. it doesn't, it's not nail polishy either no. for, for being whatever it right. is. It's just like it's, the flavors it's a gentle, are, yeah. it's a bunch of gentle flavors that you, you can really just easily sip on it. And that's totally it. It, it really is the best mixer, too. Oh, it's like yeah. all those flavors are nice, mild flavors that just kind of get infused into whatever cocktail you want to make. Mm-hmm. Very solid choice for cocktails. 
So having had the 101, we're going to go to 1942. Austin Nichols and Company markets Wild Turkey 101 bourbon sourced from Ripley Bros and several other Kentucky distilleries, likely Barton, Beam, Bernheim, and or uh, Shinley. So a little bit of a sourcing thing going on. Kind of interesting, you know, 1942. It would have been interesting to be kind of around that time and see what, like, like what does Barton taste like? What does Beam taste like? Or, like, even experience Bernheim, you know, completely different whiskey we'd be talking about. So, yeah, super cool. Uh, we're going to go to this next one. Do we want to try – oh, wait, no. No, sorry. So, all right, so 1954, master distiller Jimmy Russell joins Wild Turkey. He learns his craft from becoming the third in the line of master distillers for the brand, brand which includes second master distiller Bill Hughes and Ernest W. Rippey, son of the original distiller. 1967, Jimmy Russell is promoted to master distiller at JTS Brown & Sons. So we finally have the Russells, the introduction, mm-hmm. and essentially what becomes the, the face of wild turkey as we know it today. The legends, the Legend. myths, the people. And Carter, too bad Carter's not here. Carter actually went down there and met Jimmy. Sure did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He said he was cool. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if I was a head distiller at a highly successful brewery, Distillery. If I was head distiller at a brewery, I first of all I'd be like, "What? <laughs> What's going on? What here? is my job? My job is a <laughs> sham." Um, but if I was a head distiller at a successful distillery, I think I'd be pretty chill too, because it's like you, you are the the key. You're the success. Yeah. So like, you are course, the brand. At you that are point. the brand, and you you just have so much pride. Um, you can't be humbled because you've already proven your 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 craft. <laughs> There's nothing to be humbled about. You know, something I, I just thought about this now, but like looking at all the master distilleries we have at like multiple other brands like Buffalo Trace and whatever, Woodford Reserve, old, old, um, not old Forester, but like, um, Jim Beam, Proformant. You know, I guess Jim Beam, actually, Jim Beam would be an example of this one, what I'm thinking too. But Wild Turkey is a prime example where they're really, there's lines that are named and are honoring their distillers that they are promoting. There's not a lot of other distilleries that actually have like lines that are like, this is, um, you know, Harlem Wheatley at Buffalo trace. This is the Harlem Wheatley signature bourbon, you know, that's commemorating his 25th year working here. Mm -hmm. Whereas wild Turkey, I mean, look at these, we have, you know, spoilers ahead. We have you know the the father and son and the the diamond that's represent or commemorating um, an anniversary. There's a lot of that. You know, mm-hmm. even the Russells. Um, they're all really kind of focusing in on the relationship that Jimmy and Eddie have between each other and the distillery as a whole. Yep, and that's pretty sweet. The only one that I like off the top of my head that comes to mind is is um, Booker's, you know, um, and and the what about uh, Elmer T. Lee? But that's not that's a, that's a whole brand. 
And so is Blanton's. Yeah, oh, they're commemorative. Right, right. like, yeah, you got like special editions yep, yep, named gotcha. after or right. named after events or people's actions, yep. and not just the people themselves, yeah. or not just the whole identity as a whole. Mm-hmm. Like, that, Ar- yeah, like Ardbeg did that too for uh, the one guy. Mickey Heads. Yep. Yep. And that sucked. Just kidding. It was fine. We'll try it again someday. But, but even that, that was like that was like commemorating him working there, and that was on his exit. Mm-hmm. And um. You know, even saying Booker's, I, I forget, but I think Booker's, I, I, I don't forget when that came out as far as the relationship of um, No's father, if that was before or after he, he departed. But I, I, anyways, but yeah. Departed like, from life or departed from life the company? would have been better. Yeah. <laughs> but um, Wild, I mean, Wild, they're, they're commemorating them now and their achievements. And it's kind of super cool because, yeah, there's not a lot of, not a lot of other brands that are doing that while they're still working at that that uh, place in their, you know, career. Mm-hmm. So that oh, was kind of cool. But moving on. Um. So 1971, Austin Nichols and Company uh, purchases the JTS Brown and Sons Distillery, now Wild Turkey Distillery, in Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. The first series of wild turkey decanters are also produced. So kind of cool. I found that. You know, you always see um, empty decanters online and stuff. And so, yeah, kind of cool when that found out. It was was a little bit later than I was expecting because I know, like, the Jim Beam decanters, um, I think, started popping up in the 60s a little bit, too. I, I, I almost had one for this podcast. Oh, really? Yeah. I had one. Almost is the key word. I, I had one this close. <laughs> Almost. Close but no cigar. Let's um. Let's try. I don't really have anything written up on the. The rye or the. Russell's, well, actually, I do. I do. I do. Let's have the rye now. I have some stuff written up about it. I don't really have a history too yeah. much, but um. Give it a shot. Let's pour that. I do have some stats about that. Um. Oh, I forgot about. That. So going back briefly to the Wild Turkey 101, it's um obviously you know it's bourbon, so it has to be aged in oak barrels, new oak barrels. Um, interesting thing about Wild Turkey is they use a level four char known as alligator char. Um, approximately it's about 55 seconds direct contact, and that's a little bit. Most of the industry uses a level three, so they're going a little bit, uh, a little darker than a uh... little darker. But um, the barrel entry proof between these, and it's changed over time for the barrel entry proof. But uh, modern modern day, it's that one fifteen. It was lower uh, earlier on, but the the higher barrel entry proof you have, the less evaporation you're going to occur, i.e., more product you're going to have to sell. Right. But there's trade offs with that. It's going to pull more tannins out, whereas a lower entry proof might pull out is going to pull out more sweetness and desirable flavors, quote unquote. Uh, the 101 is a blend age of six to eight years, and the mash bill is 75 corn, 13 rye, and 12% barley. It's considered a high rye. Considered. It's, it's, it's very fair, though. So that's a fair proportion of every uh, grain. Because, I mean, 75% corn is not too much for 
most bourbons. Yeah. And 13% rye is plenty of rye to get the flavor out of it. Mm-hmm. And just kind of polishing it off with barley makes it... It sounds like a good recipe. A recipe for success. I mean, we know from experience that it's good. Yep. Yep. Yeah, so 101 rye actually gives me indigestion. Oh no, I'm just joking. I made that <laughs> The 101 bourbon gives me headaches. Makes my gout hurt. 101 right. <laughs> gives me gout. Activates my gout. Uh, so the uh, real brief uh, on the, the wild tricky rye, it's um, it's about it's about the same. The, the barrels are the same. It seems like the entry proof is the same. Um, a little bit younger, but still pretty decently aged. Um, so wild turkey. Jimmy Russell, I've heard him say this a lot of stuff, like the any interviews and stuff where he talks about the grain. But they're, um, according to him, they've always been uh, a promoter of using non-GMO grains. So um, all their grains are are non-GMO, and the the rye mash bill is fifty-one rye, thirty-seven corn, and twelve barley. So just at that legal. Um, requirement for rye, the fifty-one percent. So, ooh, I like this. I like this better than the bourbon. One on one. I do too. Yeah. Um, a little drier. Mm, it's just it's got such an excellent <gasps> spice level. I I it's love like the a, spice. An all spice baker spice kind of thing. It's minty, very subtly, but it's minty. Mm-hmm. Wintergreen. Mm. Spearmint. Mm-hmm. It's like a um, what's the brand I'm thinking of? The little circles with the, you know, Mentos. No. Maybe circles. they are. Maybe they are wintergreen brand. I don't know. What's lifesavers. The, yeah, lifesavers. It's a lifesavers mint. That's what this is. I I would, I I mean I definitely take this, this rye 101 over the bourbon 101. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Straight for sure. I love it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, we find 101 everywhere, just regular bourbon. Uh-huh. But it took us forever to find this uh, rye. Yeah. The, it shouldn't be the case anymore. I see this everywhere. Really? Oh, everywhere. Especially, of course, I say especially everywhere because I go to Total Line, Total Line most of the time. And, of course, their socking is the best. But yeah. literally, every liquor store I've been to has had 101 Riot these days. <laughs> However, they are like, it's not cheap. Like, it's, when yeah. it, it'll usually be anywhere from 10 to $20 more than the than regular the 101. Yeah. Because it, the 101 will be 20 to 25. Mm-hmm. And then the Rye is always 33 to 42. Or, you know, 33 to 43. It's, our, I don't know what goes into the, the pricing model, you know, why does it cost more to make this and therefore price it yeah. higher? I don't know the difference. Maybe it's just because rye is a more expensive grain, but it's 13%. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, you got to think about the, you know, the whole, the non-GMO aspect of it. So they're using a... That doesn't apply to the, what, the regular 101, though? Yes, but the, the regular 101 is only using a 13% rye in the mash bill. Whereas for the bourbon, for the bourbon. Oh, okay. whereas the the rye one hundred and one is a fifty one percent. Yeah. Oh, so okay. if they're you know 
I mean, they're using uh, the corn. I mean, corn is compared to rye is nothing. Yellow dent corn is like the cheapest and most widely available thing you can get. Mm-hmm. That's ethanol corn. But so if they're using a non-GMO corn, you know, I, who knows what the price difference between a typical modified or excuse me, a non-GMO rye, but if they're compared to a, a one that is that price difference plus you know, we're looking at a almost a 40% increase in in that grain. Yeah. And then rye on top of it is just more expensive in general. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I, I would be interested to see what the, uh, so many spreadsheets you could look at. What, mm-hmm. How much, what's the profit margin? <laughs> but yeah. I love spreadsheets. I think we got this bottle for, it's like 32 bucks. That's Pro- not bad. Either. No, no, you know, it's not. <clears throat> not quite a year ago. Um, what do you guys know about the JTS Brown distillery? Nothing. Yeah, I, I've never heard of it. Um, I know I I've heard it only because it's uh, I know it's a a budget line now, but it's actually a pretty decent one of like one of the better bottom shelf um, bourbons you can get. But I've never had it. I don't know if it's a Kentucky exclusive, but there's like a lot of those budget ones that are super, super good for the price, but they're non... The next Buffalo Traces? Yeah. <laughs> or they already are. Yeah, but just not here. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Um. So, yeah, maybe one day the JTS Brown Distillery will be on this. Uh, 19, so, 1981, we're looking at Eddie Russell, son of Jimmy Russell, joins the Wild Turkey as relief operator and begins to work his way up to the distill up to the distillery ladder. <laughs> uh, nineteen eighty five with the asterisk. Wild Turkey one oh one, the twelve year bourbon changes to the classic cheesy gold foil label for the domestic market. I just kinda added that in because um for people that are really into wild turkey now or just have been into wild turkey earlier on that you'll hear about the cheesy gold foil line and how um there's like this aura around (laughs) those older bottles and we haven't had one but um i've heard about it enough to where i'm like i threw it in there but it's kind of cool yeah, it is. It's like a weird foily gold. Hmm. It's kind of cool. But this just remind people of like because it was so because it wasn't a special thing. It was just that was the right. common. It's become a special thing now because, because it's, it's age stated. Yep. And because of that, it just kind of became collect collectible. Yep. And um, I just figured too because it's a. I'm sure every family mm-hmm. had a you know a bottle of those in their bar. And then they stop having it. So when people, if if someone were to see it today, they'd be like, "Oh man, right. I wish I had that in my bar, like my pops used to." Pops. Yeah, maybe one day we'll have some. <laughs> All right, so we're jumping ahead. So 1991, Wild Turkey introduces their premium rare breed bourbon, one of the first barrel-proof bourbons to hit the market. And then we'll do thank 19. you, yeah, thank exactly. you for barrel-proof market. Thank you, Mr. Eddie. Uh, 1995, Wild Turkey follows it up with a launch of Kentucky Spirit, a single barrel, 101 proof bourbon, 
one of the only American or single barrel American whiskeys offering at the time. So that was until recently, I think they was like forty seven percent, and then they released the one hundred and one proofing where you can either I th- I don't know exactly, but it seems like you can either select one or the other as far as proofing for the single barrel ones. But um, I've never had any of the 101-proofed single barrels. So, well, we do have one option. Do we want to try the rare breed, or do we want to just go to the Kentucky Spirit? Probably Kentucky Spirit. Okay. That'd be my, Let's do that. My choice. Oh, oh is that oh, our Kentucky Spirit? Yep. Okay. Oh, it's right here. I thought that was Russell's Reserve. It's behind the Russell's. Nineteen eighty five Austrian rock singer Falco records. What? <laughs> <laughs> rock me Amadeus. Oh. <laughs> Amadeus, 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 Amadeus. Amadeus, Amadeus, Amadeus. Oh, 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 Amadeus. <laughs> I don't speak Austrian, so I can't sing it. So, Dylan, you always want to find the older version of this bottle, right? Or am I thinking a long branch? The no, one you're that you're correct. Yeah, the, the one that spirit. Yeah, and it's got a turkey's yeah fan. fan. Alex and I used to call it the maple leaf bottle mm-hmm. because for some reason it reminded us more of a maple leaf than like the the back of a turkey. I I want to say it's <clears throat> referred to as the fan bottle, but I'm not. Is that 100%. why when someone like refers to your fanny, take your butt? <laughs> It's because they're, they're referencing turkeys. That would make sense. Could be. It's not as, it's not spicy on the nose like uh-uh. the 101 is. But you can smell the cherry. Like I, I didn't have the 101 just now. Oh, that's way better than the 101. Normal. That's way better. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, I didn't. I don't like. I don't like this one. Really? Yeah. This doesn't have any of the of the strong peppery notes to it, and also the soapiness is gone. Mm-hmm. This tastes like a lot of the other turkey products that I have because I don't have the one on one, but I have like you know the Russells and stuff. This tastes more like the Russells and just any of the the, the different less common lines of wild turkey. This is surprisingly way different than the 101. Yeah, what I because I don't like this because it doesn't have that great of a smell, which I'm, I won't dock at points for not smelling like, you know, roses and flowers and beautiful things. But when I drink it, it just kind of has this like artificial, almost unnaturalness to it. It, it tastes like they added something to it. As to far me. as like a sweetness, like yeah. an unnatural sweetness. No, like an unnatural, like a it's a syrup thick thickness. Oh, okay. With like an, it, it kind of tastes like medicine. Got a little medicine okay. vibe yeah. to it. Yeah, I could see that. A little medicinal thing. I, I mean, I, I yeah. So like, it's a, a cherry cough syrup, as far as texture. Uh, maybe not. Yeah, yeah, maybe not texture. Not that doesn't taste super cherry flavored to me. But yeah, it just it has this super evaporative quality that okay. it really leaves the tongue fast. I mean, you get that initial hit of the sweetness, and then it just fit, literally fizzles away. It's just gone. Do we know what the uh, approximate age of this one is on this single barrel, or do they really list it? For sure, at least four years old. 
Yeah, there's nothing that says it. Okay. All it says is the dump date. Google. 8-30-2019. Does it have a warehouse on it? Warehouse F. Okay. Barrel number 1490. That was a good one. <laughs> Love that one. I'm glad it's my picked, favorite. I'm glad they picked that one instead of 91 of the same designation. And Rick House. Mm-hmm. According to uh, breaking, break, bourbon. Yeah, breaking Bourbon, that it's it's non-age stated, but per the company's website, it says eight years. But I don't know what part of the website they got that from. Okay. Right. And other people estimate that it's six to eight years. So. So, so yeah, that's six to eight. Yeah. yeah. I like it. Um I think I forget what the approximate range on this is, but it's probably what like that forty to fifty dollar. Um, I thought you know I didn't buy this bottle; it's not mine. It's mm. Carter's. Um, thank you, Carter. Again, Mister Willie. <sighs> so the total wine is fifty bucks. So that's how much it is. That's just I've seen across the country I've seen store picks for like nope. eighty across the country. Total wine is the, nope. that's the bar. Total wine is the standard. Fifty bucks. Any more than that, pass it. Ripped off. Fifty <laughs> ninety nine. You got screwed. Has to be fifty on the dollar. On the dollar. Forty nine ninety nine. That's a with deal. tax. That's or a without deal. tax. That's without tax. Okay. I thought I had the. Oh wait, no. That's. What happened to that? I thought I had that in there. I'm not sure what I did with the. Uh... When they released Russell's Reserve, I thought it was 2006, but I don't have a 2006 entry. Um, anyways, so moving on, <laughs> 2000 Master Distiller Jimmy Russell is inducted to the Kentucky Bourbon Hall of Fame. 2004 Jimmy Russell's 50th year at Wild Turkey. Yeah, so he's been. He's super old. <laughs> he is. Been around the block. Around. Yeah, sorry, I, I'm trying to. I'm trying to find the Russell. No, yeah, I believe if I have my facts correct, he's the oldest living distiller in the world. I'd believe it. At least that's what I've heard. I mean, I don't know anyone else that's that old. I mean, he's <laughs> <laughs> just he's don't like, know anyone that's just that old. He's so old. His car license plate says two. <laughs> what? So he had the second car in Kentucky. No, his. Yeah, Russell's Reserve debuts in 2001. Oh, okay. Bottled at 101 proof. It's a 10 year old Kentucky straight bottle. Oh, it was at 101 originally? Yep. That's super interesting because now it's 45, the 10 year. Yep, it says that, that happened in 2005. Oh, okay. So it started as a 101, then turned into. 90 proof. It's the same bottle that's on the shelf today. Well, that's a good segue, I think, to lead into the Russell's tenure. What do we think about that? Yeah. It's a good of segue as any. Any segue is a decent segue. It's just another little uh, thing that I tried to get for the podcast again. I, uh, it's been a lot of trying, but no yeah, succeeding lately. I'm, I'm seeing. You know, I'm going to blame other people for that. Uh-huh. <clears throat> Other people are just so do stupid. I, I blame yeah. you. Okay. <laughs> I uh, 
I almost, I, I mean, I was like so close to getting my hands on a Russell's 13 year batch one, which was released last year. Yeah. But it ended up not working out. And we probably won't even see batch two or three. Well, there's only two or four. I'm just saying when they come out. You know, I, I, I might have a guy. Really? Gosh darn it, Liquor Boy is going to try. He's on those. I am gonna, he's going to try as hard groups. as he can. I'm going to try so hard. I am Tried just, so hard. <laughs> I'm going to do everything in my power to get those bottles. Well, because in the end, it doesn't really matter anyways. <laughs> <laughs> you still had to finish the line, but you, <laughs> you wanted to do it authentically. Oh, this smells so dusty. I mean, maybe my really? glass. Yeah, well, maybe my glass is just getting. I gotta rinse it out a little more. But you have the wild turkey glass. It yeah. should be. Yeah, it should be any. destined. Mine just it always just smells like, like turn gold when you put wild turkey in it. <laughs> my my. So this Russell's ten smells like it, it's like more concentrated as far as that like cherry note. And I said, um, cherry cough syrup. As far as like the flavor on the element, this one yep. just smells like that. Like it smells yep. super condensed. It's got those super cherry notes, we'll call them. Um, it smells and that's all thick. the nose. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And this is only forty-five. Yeah, I'm gonna give my glass a rinse after this one because I yeah, it just smells musty, mossy, damp. I wonder if the Stranahan's ruined it. That might I mean, just that, be my I mean, that would have been from the get-go. Because I, 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 this literally smells like nothing. Like, everything else has had a smell. You sure you don't have COVID? Until this one. Just now. Yeah, it's, it just, just hits you. Boom. It's weird, because usually when I smell bourbons, I I am not one that actually gets this much nose, or like much off the nose. Usually for me, bourbon is so condensed and confined that I don't get much off the nose until I taste it, and then it seems like it opens up. <laughs> Speaking of opening up, excuse me. I can't it's, taste it either. Just kidding. It's so heavy with the cherry. Is this water? This water? <laughs> the spicy water. Why, Why is, is it spicy? Hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's good. It's got a little bit of. The oak in this kind of makes me... It tastes like, in the best way possible, it tastes like ash. A little coal kind of thing to it. It's got like a... It's that charred... The level four alligator char. Yeah, that level four alligator Alligator char char. makes its way through. Kind of... It's got a little... It's a a little peppery, not too much. citrusy. Yeah. I can see what you mean. I don't know if it's... I might not interpret it as citrus, but I understand what you're saying. Like... like you get the cherry, but there's also that little hint of yeah, orange peel. Yeah, 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 orange peel. Yeah, yeah, totally. Let me go back. Completely agree. I already finished mine. I I'm halfway there on seeing the citrus. To me, it's I'm I'm split between. It just seems to me as like a very strong cherry followed by pepper. Mm-hmm. Where it's like it, for. Th- it almost seems like that's what's interpreting to me that orange note. Could be. But then I also do see, like, yes, I, I either it is 
we're seeing the same thing and calling it different things, different things. or I'm I'm also picking it up and calling it something whatever. different. Yeah, because yeah. this is not citrus juice. It's not. It's not. It's not citrus at all. This doesn't have any juicy quality to it. It's just that fibrous orange. Orange. Yeah. The, it's like the, the yeah the interior of the skin. Yep. It has that. It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't taste sweet or juicy or refreshing like an orange does. That's not the orange part we're talking about. But boy, do I like this one too. It's one of my favorites. I don't know if I would. I'd probably do the Russells over that single barrel. Yeah, this is my favorite mm-hmm. so far among the, the four we've tried. It's weird though, because I, I I was telling someone it might have been Whiskey Boy, but I I really have to be in the mood for a bourbon. Like, if if I come home and I'm like, ah, I kind of want a whiskey. It's not like oh, I want I want like a bourbon. No, it's like I'm I'm gonna grab a single malt of some kind. Whether if that's an Isla or um, any sort of American single malt, but it's probably going to be eighty percent of the time it's going to be a single malt. And I don't find myself very often gravitating towards a, um, a a traditional bourbon, at least we'll call it. But whenever we do it on the podcasts, I do enjoy them. But it's like I almost have to be forced to be drinking a bourbon. Otherwise, I'll just grab something else. Yeah, that's bourbon's about, I'd say probably ninety percent of what I drink. Right, because you're being suppressed by your father, <laughs> and his non-liking towards scotch. He likes scotch. Just that's what a person that doesn't like scotch would say. <laughs> <laughs> they like scotch. <laughs> yeah, I like scotch, but you hate it. I can tell. Stop putting words in your mouth. <laughs> Let me do it for you. you Stop hate speaking. It. Stop talking. It's my turn now. <laughs> All right. Clean my glass out. Oh, yes. Do you want to? It smells. I, I, I rinse it with water. And I. But next, we, Liquor Boy needs to retrieve the next uh, couple. Next trio. Yeah. Should we go through with the history a little more? Is there um, is there much history to tell between Russell's we're, and the next? We're speeding up towards the modern day real quick. Yep. Um, yeah, the, the modern day world past 2001. <laughs> let's see. <laughs> Which right. to us is a lifetime ago. <laughs> Literally. Yeah, so we're at 2004. So what happened in 2004? Uh, 2004. When Transformers come out? It was like 2008. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. 2004. Uh, uh, what movie? I was I was confused for a second when you grabbed that bottle. Like, Finding Nemo. Finding Nemo came out. Shark Tale. Shark Tale came out. Jack Black is on top of the world. Yeah, Kung Fu Hustle. Anchorman. Oh, yeah, that is actually an important bit. I want to be honest. There's not a whole lot of great movies. Oh. Never mind. Totally. No. Oh, no, hold I, on. Back to back. Oh, my goodness. Back to I'm back. seeing this now. Napoleon Dynamite and the Spongebob Squarepants movie. The Paddy Wagon. That reminds me. Um, I found a video that the these two guys recreated, made the Paddy Wagon out of an electric golf cart. Nice. Where they removed the batteries and yes. put a motorcycle engine in it. Okay. And, Isn't uh, that what gas carts already have, though? But it was like a powerful it was like a 700 cc oh okay yeah like motorcycle yep. engine transmission 
and he drove it from um, his house to he got his buddy he sent his buddy on vacation and uh, to surprise him they finished it and then he drove it out and they put bigger wheels inside but then they put like the pickle looking things on yep. the outside yeah, so like, it looked like, like, like he was on caps. yes <laughs> so he was on, he looked like because these would move yep. but they weren't main supported but they would still move so it looked like he it, it was perfect it was hilarious he was getting pulled over by cops that wanted to take pictures yep and like there was like any time he stopped there was just a group of people with their kids coming to go sit in the paddy wagon That's so cool. it was hilarious and um i wish i could like you know you have the imagination I mean, sometimes you have the ideas but man to just do all that work to fabricate and machine and you know cut or measure twice cut once yeah. all those things and just I can't i couldn't it's too much for my small brain it's too much for my teeny tiny brain to handle but uh man the spongebob squarepants movie slaps that That movie was my childhood that is such a good movie that came out in 2004 yeah wow spongebob came out 99 yep so it was a five-year anniversary (laughs) Jeez, yeah that was such a good movie anyways what a time to be alive. It was Jimmy's Russell's 50th year anniversary and SpongeBob SquarePants <laughs> came out. Do you think he watched SpongeBob? I guarantee you that's what he did for his 50th. No. Yep. So we're going to the movies. Because you know that when we're 50, we're going to watch whatever popular children's cartoon <laughs> yeah, was on no. at the time. Which would be what the equivalent of like what's on TV anymore. Today like? for kids. Uh, what's the one with the dogs? That doesn't narrow oh, it Paw down. Paw Patrol. Paw Patrol. Yeah. I love Paw but Patrol. But it's so dumbed down. Like, for kid, Like, there's no... SpongeBob was pretty edgy for being a kid's movie still. Well, I mean... Your show. It was the one show that made you dumber when you watched it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. What other show could say that? I don't know. Just SpongeBob. Chowder was a good one, too. Chowder. Oh, oh, yeah, Chowder. Horrible. Oh, yeah. no. Rada, rada, I will eat anything for food <laughs> or for money, for money. I will eat anything for money. <laughs> All right. Speaking of drinking, though, <laughs> I'll drink anything for money. Exactly. Support us on Patreon. All right. 2010. Eddie Russell is inducted into the Bourbon Hall of Fame by his father. So not Jimmy Russell. Eddie Russell is inducted. What a bunch of nepotists. Nepotists? That, be, that seems like favoritism, if you ask me. Yeah. I mean, that'd be pretty cool, though. Your own dad. Well, <laughs> it's like that meme when Obama is giving the Medal of Honor <laughs> to, the, to the photoshopped Obama. <sighs> I could see it, too. That's what it looks like. Yeah. Um, well, that's I mean, that's pretty cool. That goes back to, like, who? I don't know. doesn't mean it doesn't happen, but, like, the fact that they're both um, master stillers currently. They're sharing the title. But the fact that you're... Your, so Jimmy Russell gets inducted to the Bourbon Hall of Fame, which already, I think, to be alive and be in that group is already impressive to begin with. Yeah. Because most people, I mean, there's a lot of people that die and then get inducted into it. Yeah. So not only are is Jimmy Russell living and in the Hall of Fame, but then he gets to induct his son, who's also living, into the Hall of Fame, yep. that they're both also serving as head distillers for Wild turkey. Don't see that, that every day. No, you don't. Well, you don't see that anywhere else. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know of anything. Doesn't mean it's not happening, but it's right. like, I don't know of any other distillery that's doing that. 
And um, that's what makes these guys, you know, wild turkey amazing is that essentially their their face for the distillery is the father and son that made the product. And then also Matthew McConaughey, which we'll talk about later. <laughs> yep. It's like it's like the other, other kid. It's kind of weird, actually. Huh. Um, yeah. So, 2015, Eddie Russell is officially given the title of Master Distiller, then making Jimmy and Eddie the only active father and son duo of bourbon master distillers in the world. I answered my own question. And I wrote this, and mm-hmm. I forgot about no, it. It doesn't yep. happen anywhere else. Yeah. Nope. It's, it's only just, yep. only place. Yep. That's just active. Only active. So if you copy and pasted this, that means that they know. Of somebody another, knows. Somebody knows of another inactive father and there son is duo. There's <laughs> Fades away. Yep. My sister. My sister. Leah's my sister. Leah's my sister. Matthew McConaughey is my brother. <laughs> <laughs> um, he makes whiskey. He makes whiskey. 2018, Wild Turkey introduces Long Branch, a small batch bourbon refined with Texas mesquite and American oak charcoals, and the first co-creation from master distiller Eddie Russell and creative director Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. Should we drink that? I think we should. Yeah. Dang. That was violent. It's been a long time since I've had this. Probably about the same time, like, around when it came out. I had it last night. Yeah. So, the Long Branch came out in 2018. Collaboration between creative director Matthew McConaughey and Eddie Russell. This whiskey is reportedly eight years old. It says it on the bottle tag. And it's filtered using oak and mesquite charcoal. It's also 43% uh, alcohol. By volume. So you're talking about like not being able to get much off the nose. This is one that I am finding the nose more subdued. Yeah. And got to wonder if it's the charcoal. So I, I think it smells like charcoal straight up. It does. I mean, straight up smells like ash. And this wouldn't be like the Jack Daniels where they... F- feed it through charcoal vats. This would be more like the Evan William where it's, um, they dump it into a charcoal vat, I think, or not a vat, but through it and it goes through, you know, after emptying the barrel. Words. Yeah. It, it's a more subdued version of other stuff. You know, probably the Russell's I would say. It's pretty boring. Yeah. It's sweeter. I can't. It, it doesn't linger as long. Mm-mm. I can't pick anything out though. Like, I mean, it's a little oaky. It's super quick. Like yeah. the flavor goes like, oh, that's nice, and yeah. it's like, whoa, it's gone. This is something that I would just throw a cube of ice in just to make it last longer, I guess, because I, I can't imagine it tasting any thinner than this. <laughs> it's it's definitely. I mean, I've. I mean, I own the bottle, and I just don't drink it a ton. It's just not my favorite. I can't pick out the mesquite. I don't have much references for mesquite, but like even just looking for 
oak or something. I mean, it, it tastes like it's been cleaned, like it's scrubbed of like harsh Flavor. flavors. Well, like the peppery note, I think yep. it would be an example. Like that doesn't seem like it's round. Mm-hmm. Um, the alcohol burn certainly isn't, but who's to say if that's between the 43% alcohol or the charcoal and mesquite um, filtering? Is it bad? This is a really good bourbon, I would say. Like I have no negativities about it, just saying it's not as flavorful as the other whiskeys before mm-hmm. it or probably after, hopefully. Um, I forget what the price point is. I think it's around $40. I think this one was 43 Yeah, I have nothing bad to say about it. Just was like, oh, it'd be nice if it was maybe a little more flavorful. But I like that it doesn't have a burn. The alcohol is present. It's not like it's drinking water. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's good. Uh, it just it doesn't have enough going for it for me to really. I can't. I would never recommend this ever. I would never say, hey, you might like Long Branch. I would never say that. It's I, don't know, I don't know anyone who would. Me. I would say, like, unless they're, like, the most boring person ever. <laughs> I might compare them to Long Branch, but I would never say, Suggest hey, you should have them. Long Branch. I, I, I know what I would say. I, I think if somebody who doesn't drink the 101 because it's too high proof and there because mm-hmm. there is an 81 proof wild turkey yep. i'd say you should try the long branch you'd probably like it you'd Some probably it doesn't it's it's burn more as much right i think that would be the next step or not necessarily like it's the next step like you have to start at the 81 but um otherwise yeah i mean get I, get the russells or get the American Spirit or not American Spirit? The, the Spirit. other the other lines in this yeah. brand are the same price and better, right? So just forget about it. Yeah, but I not I don't hate it. So I mean, personally, for me, out of the ones that are probably the most readily available, the six year Russell's Reserve Rye is my absolute favorite. Interesting, cool story, bro. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, I picked that. Ten times before I pick a long branch. Mm, definitely value. And I see yeah, the long branch more than I see the six year rye. Right. And I don't think that it's that much more expensive than the long branch. You know, I think I I, I don't actually see the long branch frequently. I, I'd probably say it's only the big retail stores like total. Total line. I don't see it much in like mm-hmm. Ace or Forty Four or Ten Ten. Like, yeah, like you don't really see it, which is interesting, but. Actually, you know what? 44 in France, I don't even really see any turkey products. There's been quite a few liquor stores yeah. that they don't even have 101. What? Yeah. yeah. No, he's right. Um, the I forget if it was the 101 or the 81, but one of those two were allocated. I think it was the 101 just because of the proofing. Oh. Uh, for the long a long time, it was allocated. And um, they... We're doing 81 to try to increase production or um, um, product. Okay. 2020. Rare Breed Rye is released. Yeah. Um, Side note. This is is a real side note. I I just added this in for clarification for the Austin Nichols thing. Um, Austin Nichols is not a person. It's a company. First shows up in 1861. When Robert F. Austin joins the Fitz and Turner firm, resulting in Fitz, Austin, and Turner. Then in 1870, 
1878 to 1879, James E. Nichols bought interest in Fitz and Austin, uh, resulting in the creation of Austin Nichols Company. Yeah, I'm not sure why I put it that there instead of further up, but I did. <laughs> Cineways. This is like a, this is just something you, this was written in the same way it was learned. <laughs> it was true. So, but but that's good because as the, the listeners are also learning in the same way. Same way that, that we all learned of us it. learned. Yeah. I'm your teacher. <laughs> Those who can't teach. <laughs> Those who do, do do. Those who can't teach. And those who can't teach. And those who really can't teachers. drink. Yeah. So that that's pretty much that brings us up to modern day, you know. Um Rare Breed Riot is the the newest main core release that they've added to. Um so being that we could either if we choose to, we can do rare breed rye or we can continue down and try different expressions. Yeah. I would I've had rare breed rye. Okay. And I've had it enough to kind of I already know what it's like. Mm-hmm. And I, I do want to try the other expressions. Understood. Yep. So, so um with that being said, we will go down the line. Uh I think we will start with the forgiven. Sorry. So violent. So the Wild Turkey Forgiven uh, released in 2014, at least this uh, edition batch. This is the batch 303. This is made from 76% six-year-old bourbon and 22% four-year-old rye. The story goes that the whiskey was created by accident because a crew member mistakenly mixed together bourbon that was in a storage tank with another storage tank uh, holding rye whiskey. So that mixed together. And then apparently the wrestlers tried the whiskey and thought it resulted in a unique whiskey experience and thus forgave the employee, as it were, resulting in thus the line forgiven. Makes sense. And so they call it the Augustus Gloop. Yeah. Uh, I did hear from a, uh, a newer uh, podcast episode of the switch the podcast escapes the name of the podcast escapes my name but the the employee that did it still works there hmm. uh, which is kind of probably got, probably got promoted just, it was eddie he was disciplined at first you know like they're like how could you do that you idiot and then like all right that worked out really good here's a so, check here's a check twenty thousand congratulations on your stupid mistake i didn't i didn't add it in but um you know you and i had talked about recently uh, for those who are in the loop of releases, the Unforgiven. Unforgotten. Unforgotten. Uh, another Masters Unforgiven. Keep. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. what I thought it was. That, I thought yeah. for the longest time that's yeah. what it was. They forgave him at first and then realized it sucked. <laughs> and then they kicked him Unforgave out. Unforgiven. He did Unforgave. it again. <laughs> <laughs> he could strike gold I twice. Say, I think it was, a, it, was a, it was a gal, so I shouldn't say. I, I should clarify. I think. But, but anyways, yeah. Um, yeah, it doesn't really matter. Um, Not that women don't matter as per distilleries workers. Yeah. It's just that in the context <laughs> of the story, put that out there. Just putting that out in the pub, you know, out, out there. Um, but the un, Unforgotten is another blend of bourbon and rye, but it's yep. Master Keep series 
higher proof, a little older. I forget exactly the details on it. I didn't um, check into it at the time I was writing this, but it was kind of cool. Is is you know seeing that they they're actually still doing something with that. I wouldn't say line because Forgiven as a line is hasn't been produced since twenty since the accident twenty eighteen yeah, since the incident since the incident. But um, who knows? Maybe we'll see it uh, resurface again in a non exclusive edition. That'd be interesting. Two hundred dollar bottle. It's how long have you had this bottle? Probably twenty nineteen. Is that when it was opened? And that's when I found it. I found it on the shelves still for $54. And I'm like, whoa, what is this? Yeah. Because I recognized the old bottle being a rare breed, but I wasn't familiar with Forgiven at the time. It doesn't give off a whole lot of smell. It's different. It's pretty muted. But I don't know mm-hmm. how to explain. Maybe it's got more of that mintiness that we kind of talked about in the, the 101 rye. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm going to go in. Mm-hmm. It is is definitely different, more so than any of the other ones. Mm. Yeah, it's got a nice, nice little metallic, little copper to it. Yep, it's got a nice, nice little. I get the oiliness kind of resembles like a grizzle, a fatty grizzle from like a piece of bacon. Mm. I think it was 45.5% alcohol. Yeah, this is probably the best one I've had so far of this the lineup. This is really good. And at the time, it was, I mean, 50 bucks. Yep. 54 at the time. I've never even seen one before. Yeah, I, I only saw one. They have one. I bought it. Back this is really day. good. They also were selling Ardbeg Queer Reckon for like $40. I should have bought all of wow. them. Wow. Should have bought all of them. Taking them all. <laughs> yeah. I will say on subsequent sips, you you gotta really dig into it to get all those flavors. If you drink it kind of casually, it doesn't they're not the flavors don't stand out. You gotta seek yeah. them out. The, you know what we said about the 101 rye being like we we take it over the 101 bourbon. This is a per, like almost a perfect harmonization between the two. Like it's got that nice mintiness that the rye had, it's it's got the the freshness, um, but it also has kind of the the viscosity of the bourbon to it, because this is not dry, like the rye was. Nope, this is a, this is just an upgrade. This is this is Wild Turkey two hundred one or two hundred two. Two, yeah. No, I like I like it. Yeah, that was a very good mistake. And this you're never gonna have made. it again. No, no wonder they forgave him. They're just like, man, this is. He's like, <laughs> Freddie and um, they're Eddie and uh, Jimmy. Jimmy. Freddy. I, I'm combining Freddie No and Eddie. Uh, Eddie and Jimmy, they probably just got drunk that night on this stuff, and they're like, we can't, we can't fire this guy, Dan. We love this guy. We love you, man. You're, this is beautiful. Yeah, that, it's really good. It's the first time Jimmy ever saw Eddie cry. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's enough. What's up next? Up next is I'm going to rinse this glass. I think we'll do the uh, uh, the diamond. Diamonds are forever. 
Diamonds are forever. Did you ever watch that um, James Bond movie? It was like the last one. It was the one Sean Connery came back for that became his last one. Filmed in Las Vegas before they had like developed sprinklers and everything was just dirt. Terrible, terrible movie. I have not seen that movie. I I mean, there's a lot of James Bond movies I never saw. I, I. I've really only seen the modern ones with Daniel Craig and then my favorite Sean Connery ones. Well, they're far superior. Right. Well, I just, I mean, Thunderball was my first, oh, yeah. first Bond movie ever. I just thought Thunderball was just the bee's knees. Such a cool movie. Great Bond girl. Great. I love the harpoon fight underwater. And like, <laughs> they all had little like mini harpoon rifles. And then they're all one shot though. And so, and so, uh, when James Bond did, he like shoot someone, they they have their their emphatic death, and then he just go over and just take their harpoon and then shoot another one. He, <laughs> like there was a, a, one of the scenes was just him like chaining three people together like that. That's good. And yeah, the submarine and the guy, the bad guy had an eye patch, classic eye patch <sighs> guy. Anyways, back to the whiskey. Yeah. So what's special about the diamond? So the diamond, it's it was a limited release. For Jimmy's 60th year anniversary at Wild Turkey. Yep. In 2014, this is a blend of 13 to 16-year-old whiskeys selected by Eddie Russell for a 60-year-old, 60-year tribute to his father, Jimmy. 36,000 bottles were released in the U.S. And uh, we're going to give our thoughts, but I I did take... um, some oh, smells so... some of the reviews at the time. This smells like shampoo. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. It kind of does. That's awesome. But it's not like a. It doesn't smell like soap. It smells, it smells like a scented like, no, shampoo. Like it smells scented, like bubble bath. Yeah. Yes. Not not because we talked about the bar of soap. Yeah. No, no. It's not that. No. It, and I, I'm not saying it. Yeah. Because shampoo can mean many different things. I just mean this crazy. This can smell so perfume like. Yep. Yeah, it's yeah. It's not like a. It's cool. Ow. I'm gonna taste it. Yep. It's way vanilla compared to the other ones. Wow. Mm, what's the proof on this? Low 40s, I think. Um, it's 91 proof. Oh. That's it. Yeah. 45.5%. Yeah. I, before, I would have said all the cherry notes are leading on all the other ones. This one's not. The cherry mm-hmm. is back way further. This is way more vanilla than the other ones have been. Mm-hmm. Ah, it just... This like taints your mouth with, I, oh, it's taint. I don't mean taint. I shouldn't say taint. This, oh, this coats. lingers. It coats in yeah. in your mouth for so long. It's not viscous. No, but it's, it it's a coating like you said. Like, I can't get it out of my mouth. Yeah, like that's that's what I mean. Is like when you, when I talk about the finish of a whiskey, you know, it's kind of like what it tastes like as it rounds out. This this never ends. It just keeps getting more acidic as it lingers. I've never had it, but there's the Jim Beam vanilla. This is how I would imagine what that would taste like. Like without being super overly 
like or artificial. Yeah. This legitimately tastes like a very subtle infusion of like a natural vanilla bean. And they took it and found a way to subtly accent mm-hmm. uh, a very nice older bourbon. Um, I am really getting hung up on the vanilla being so prominent. It's just, it hits you so hard when you first take a sip. It just coats your mouth. And I want to go back to the, the nose because we said shampoo, but we didn't really actually say like what champ like what is Ocean it breeze. like <laughs> suave you're not wrong suave no. three no, and one kinda, ocean breeze i i get it like it's it makes coconut. sense it's like a coconut you're on the beach is white it, sand beach palm oil palm oil maybe some coconut on the nose yeah it's it's like a coconut shampoo without the soapiness it's just that super dense aromatic um, smell that you get from a shampoo. No. Yeah, I will say, like, just overall, I, I don't actually like this as much as The Forgiven. I like the taste of The Forgiven more than this. I like this more than The Forgiven. Yeah. I, I, that vanilla is... It's weird. It's weird, but it's really good. This, well... I was going to say, this is, probably, this is probably the oldest Wild Turkey product they had, but it's not... Necessarily true. Um, and we'll get to an older one, but I don't know what the ratios of either of these are. That's the biggest thing. Yeah. But I don't remember this in older turkeys being prominent with a vanilla. It's weird for, at least for me, for a wild turkey product. Mm-hmm. So, any notes on the, on the palette that we didn't talk about that's dominant i couldn't describe a whole lot i dig it Uh, the copper is really all i got yeah so i thought this was interesting so i uh i i I wrote it down this is from uh breaking bourbon um the person that reviewed it at the time it was released had this to say uh was a quote Although this bourbon lacks an obvious wow factor, it is evident you are paying a premium commemoration of a milestone of a great man. This is a must-have for every wild turkey fan. For everyone else, I recommend a pour at the bar. And he gave it a three out of five stars. Um, I I agree one hundred percent with the if you're a wild turkey fan, like. You got to have this. I don't yep. think you like you have to own it, but I, I so I would mostly go with like yeah, you have to try it. Um, normal people, mm, especially now when that came out, yeah, you could probably more mm-hmm. easily get it at a bar. But um, that's a re- it's really good. Yeah, yeah. It's I'm trying to like analyze what he because I I see this in myself too. He, he said how it doesn't have the wow factor, right? Right. And how much the wow factor really influences for right. me a lot for yeah. like that my impression of a, of a whiskey because I love things that are unique. Like if something's bad and it's unique, that's still a wow factor for me. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, that's cool. It's gross, but it's cool. But it's cool. Yeah. And this, this actually did have a wow factor because it tastes so metallic. I've never had the next the next most metallic thing I had besides that was those the old Ezra and the Blood Oath 
line. Yeah, the Lux Row the stuff Lux does Row have stuff. a weird. Yeah, that's the only metallic note. That's the right. only other whiskey I've ever had that tasted anything like that. So I think that's super cool. But overall, I would, in the end, agree with this person and like, yeah, it's it's mm-hmm. all right. But it kind of has a legacy tied to the drink, mm-hmm. and when you think about the legacy as you drink, it makes it a little. It, it makes it more special. Yeah, the event, the occasion of of the drink. Mm-hmm. So that's that. That's that. That's why we're doing this bourbon heritage thing too. Is there's you, yep. you can make it. It doesn't have to be a special whiskey you're drinking, yeah. but when you're drinking on a special night or for a special occasion, that's what makes it special. Yeah, and it, it's like a, it's it's just a nice little powerful little elixir that we're all sipping yeah. on, and it really adds to the occasion. It totally is. It makes it. It, it highlights a moment. Yeah, it's not needed for the moment, but it kind of puts a emphasis on it. But yeah, no, that was I was actually a lot. I was more impressed with it. I thought going in after looking at reviews of it that it was like, oh, I'm not sure. Like, I'm worried that this isn't gonna be as great as I'm I'm hoping it is. And uh, I think that kind of leveled out the anticipation I had for it. And then mm-hmm. I came away with, oh, I actually this is a, this is more. Well, it's better than I was originally thinking. So I was happy uh, with what we came away with. But what are your thoughts on it, uh, your boy? I mean, yeah, I the, the vanilla is just stands out so much. And, I mean, I love vanilla stuff. So, I mean, it just. You just are a vanilla person. I, I guess I guess I am. It's It's really good. It's really good. And like Zach was saying, it's not always the specific bourbon but it's what it means and the occasion yeah but yep. that being said i still think it's very tasty no, such a great analysis one out of five <laughs> that's that's usually what i get so i'm used to it all right so we're gonna do the um uh the next one we're gonna do is we're gonna do the fathers and son um edition 13 year and uh, well, let's pour let's pour that out. I don't really have much written up on that because I forgot that we had that one. Yeah, give me some of I guess my my bottle on the Buffalo Trace. You and I you and I can have the Buffalo Trace one, Zach. Sure. So with this being the thirteen being within that, oh, I already forgot what the range was of the diamond. I know the cap was sixteen 13 to sixteen. Okay. So I'm I'm curious to see if this being right at the beginning of that 13 year, um, of course the diamonds youngest stuff in that diamonds is 13. So the youngest stuff in this is well actually this is still 13. Never mind. I'm not understanding how age statements work. Um, I'm curious if that vanilla note is because of the 13 year old stuff or or what. But what was the proof on the last one? You said it was 45, right? This is 43? Yeah, 43%. Yeah. This on the nose. It smells very similar to the, um, the, what's the single barrel. It smells like the single barrel. The Kentucky thing. Spirit. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I would agree. This has the, more of the cherry back, but it does have nods towards the diamond almost. Just in the nose. Let's see. No, I said this, no, the spirits one that I couldn't smell. Yes, the Russells it smells more like the Russells. The tenure. Okay. The tenure. 
it's still to me smells like a combination of the two of the diamond and mm-hmm. either the Russell or the Kentucky spirit, which is hopefully a good thing. Yeah. I can't, I, I get so upset once, once you, once you smell eight, seven or eight bourbons back to back, you're kind of just like, it smells like bourbon. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's a little stronger. It's a little more elegant. Can I tell you what's different? No, not but exactly. it's a little bit. And yeah, that's, that's it, just the problem with going back to back to yeah. back to back. Yep. I'm a taste this thing. Yeah, it smells really good though. So, listeners, don't you worry. Father and sons smells great. Not quite was that what I was anticipating. No. That's more complex than I was expecting. I like it. Yeah. You know, actually, I really like. I like this one a lot more. That's weird. That that I is like a roller coaster. A lot better than the diamond. That is a roller coaster. None of these have been totally the same. None of these have been. Uh, what? I'm trying to describe. I got to try it again before I can. You know. It just it starts off with uh, a little bit. Uh, what, what should I call it? Let me do it again. If we're talking about a roller coaster, okay. Okay. here we go. Yeah, nail polish right okay. away. Super, just it's sheer. It's yep. a strong, sharp flavor. Okay, and then it's it like it judders down. It's like a cotton candy kind of vibe for me. Yeah, and then that's at the moment right when the cotton candy flavor hits. Then it it loses all of its sweetness and becomes like really grassy floral i guess like like a yep. stem the kind of like that green grass kind of smell mm-hmm. but if you could if you could taste the smell that's what it is for me and that just goes forever it's so cool love that this is like what i would imagine the perfect scenario of blending all of the best aspects of like the russells the 101 the diamond even in the rye because it's got it's got floral it's got that pepper it's got the cherry it's got the vanilla from the diamond and it's got that little bit of mintiness from the rye and stuff it does have a little bit of mintiness that's super interesting that's great job eddie or maybe this is jimmy it's both both. i know but which one really you know probably eddie yeah I'm gonna add some water. I haven't added water to any of these. Yeah, I'm, I, I got too little. So that's okay. This was f- phenomenal. Best one yet. No, it's okay. Not, not really. It's, I say best one yet, but still not the best bourbon. Well, I mean, yeah, it's nowhere near the best. This is like a. This is like a. This is like a five and a half. Fifth. I'll be generous. 3.6. Oh, no, it's just people because we, we started so low. Are we putting scotch in the mix of this? Oh, <laughs> two. Have you guys ever had fire? I've had better doers than this. <laughs> 13 oh, year age statement. My year, butt. My butt. Try a 32 year old Freud. Mm-hmm. 25 year yep. hard bag. 
Do you have the rare breed bourbon? Yeah, we do. Gotta have some of that. Oh yeah. I kind of want to. Let's. I need to know. Let's. I'd say let's save it after this next one. Okay. Because this next one is a little lower proof. Oh okay, sure. It's it's higher than these, but it's no. I understand. I completely agree. All right, I'm gonna try the. uh, This is the the father and son thirteen with water. Okay, it didn't quite turn into it, but it um, the water smoothed out the the roller coaster hind points. Some of the things were really interesting. It got more similar to the anniversary of the diamond, but it's still not. It's still more complex than diamond is, but uh, I don't recommend water. Yeah, no, that one was. Hey, I was pleasantly solid. surprised with I, that. Yeah, that's that's in the runnings for best wild turkey product. That was like two hundred bucks, two twenty, two twenty. You know what? I've seen them go as high as four fifty for a liter because these are liters. Yep. Um, two hundred bucks, two twenty. That's unfortunately, for a I would piece say it's of pro- history. It's probably close to being worth it. Yeah, I mean, obviously, two twenty is probably a little too much. What did these uh price out originally? You know, not totally sure. I can look it up real quick. Yeah, did you find this on the the groups from friends, friends of friends? Did some trading. Your father had this. insider trading. So you bought all these on eBay, right? Right. Yeah. Right. You bought these on Amazon uh, in poison. Germany. Poison for Cusco. When you were poison there. for Cusco. Cusco's Cusco poison. poison. Right. This person bought it for $80. When? This was an article from two years ago. What's or the name? A blog. A blog. Rarebird101.com. Yep. That's the guy I've talked to before. Yep. Wow. Said it, said, he says that's the retail price. Okay. But he bought it somewhere where, somewhere in Europe because he bought it for euros. Because this is a this is a not Japanese release. Yeah, it's not a domestic. Okay. But why did, why did he pay euros for it? I don't know. Should have paid yen, or let's see, maybe yen. No, 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 well, no, no, no. You can, no, no, no. You can get it in Japan as well as Europe. Oh, okay. It's the Traveler's Edition. You could probably gotcha. get it in Australia too. Gotcha. He said he paid. They they would have this stuff at what are the stores called in uh, tra- retail? No, duty free. Duty, duty free. free. Yep. <laughs> duty. <laughs> you bought it for sixty-five euros. I mean, eighty dollars. Thirteen years old. It's a liter. This is saying average MSRP is eighty bucks. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, all day. And I'd, I'd have, oh, I'd 80. always have one. Yeah, that would be cool. This one's saying it's ninety-six proof, but it's eighty-six. It's probably just a mistake. <sighs> Father and son, thirteen years old. That's that's pretty good. That's yeah. It is way better without the water, though. Usually I like stuff better with water. No, I, mean, I, I, didn't, I, yeah. I didn't try it with it, but I mean this this just smooth it smoothed it out. So if you like it smoother, then yeah, that's it's fine. But it's it's good. What's the next one? Yeah, it's down by you, Zach, on the floor. Hmm? Oh my goodness, is a box. It's a, There's a box. What's in the box? All right, What's so in the box. Our next one. 
is a Wild Turkey Masters Keep Edition. It's the Decades from 2017. Oh, boy, I'm excited. We're going to let Zach crack this one open. The angels sing when you open it. No, you just, no, you just got to, it's like a front door. It's a, it's a, it's a, no, it's a French, what is that? The, just the front to double, double doors. Yeah. So what was the other one that you have? You have the Cornerstone? Yep. I didn't bring it. Yeah. I mean, th- that's the only other one I've had. Yep. I've never seen any other ones. Oh, I can find these all day. So many of them. MG- yeah, but for how much? Well, I went down to the MGM, and they had about four of them, um, ranging from 60 to $80. You know, and I passed. <laughs> That was a deep pop. That was a joke, by the way. That yeah, you can't find um, those cork. That's a dog killing. That's a donkey killing cork. Dang, solid copper. They took a piece of the still and cut it out. Did they? No, they didn't. <laughs> I know. Um, and then we're gonna ask Zach if he could maybe read some of the uh, wonderful verbiage and um, adjectivage that's in the box. <laughs> Possibly. Once he's done pouring, of course. It's like a paperweight. Yeah, the cork almost closes itself when you place it upon the the lip. All right. On the back. The inside inside. flap. Flap. (laughs) Flap. It's a bird. All right, I'm going to just read the whole thing. Uh, If you want to. It won't take that long. Master's Keep, crafted with conviction, Eddie Russell. Master's Keep Decades, the second expression in the series, celebrates a master distiller coming into his own. Three and a half decades have passed since Eddie Russell began his tenure at Wild Turkey. And in celebration of his 35th anniversary, Eddie presents a stunning bourbon made from a hand-selected lot of rare barrels aged between 10 and 20 years that represent the very best of two decades of bourbon making. Barrels for this limited edition were chosen from the center and upper floors of Wild Turkey's McBrayer Rickhouse. This harmonious mingling of liquid results in an extraordinarily enjoyable whiskey with the finesse and deep character of older bourbon, anchored by the bold, balanced, and vibrant backbone of younger bourbon. With a bouquet of oak and caramel, this exquisitely crafted whiskey delivers beautifully intricate flavors of butterscotch, dried fruit, chocolate and smoke and lingers with a smooth sweet and spicy finish masters keep decades is a bourbon of unrivaled pedigree a spectacular triumph from a master who measures his experience not by the passage of years but through decades eddie russell master distiller wow wow it's all right Smells okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry, just... Low 50%. I think it's 51, 52, I forget. But um, I forget exactly what the story is, but I don't think they're technically supposed to put 10, 20 years old. Apparently that may have been a uh, conflict, uh, conflicting information with while well, conflicting with what the TTB has put as far as what you can do 
um, because you're not allowed to put like the highest stuff. I think it's lowest, but I think uh, I forget exactly what the ruling was or why. Because it's wild turkey, they can do what they want. Exactly. The nose is similar. I mean, it's got a little bit more vanilla, I think, than the younger stuff. I get more but... butterscotchy. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to, like, just slightly. Is it super, like, is the alcohol really coming yeah, out of it for you, too? Yeah, the ethanol yeah. is very, or it's, it's extremely prevalent on the nose. I, I thought it was just me for a second, but Zach's definitely, Yeah, you know. well, because I was, well, a little bit my own fault, trying to really get into the smell, and then, you know, you stick your nose in just that one inch too far. But, yeah, I'm having trouble getting anything other than i mean a little bit of like i mean campfire or campfire smoke specifically that it's the char it's the it's the i don't know what what qualities make smoke smoky it could be the, just the charred oak or it could be the uh all peat too but the charred oak, I would say it's that. Yeah. This um, I think that vanilla is definitely coming from older barrels. Oh yeah. Um, it's this has it too. <clears throat> very much so. Mm. Mm. It's better than diamonds. Oh my god, dude, that's better than. That's better than lots of things. Yep. That's better than I'm trying to think of another premium bourbon. Four out of five stars, Zach. <laughs> yeah. This is like a seven. Or four out of ten. This is a, this is a seven out of ten. Yeah. <laughs> this is better than a lot of things. Three six out of five. Six and three out of ten. Seven. Um This is I mean, this is it's got the the same this is where I'm gonna keep saying this is, and then eventually I'll I'll come to a conclusion. But this tastes like a Buffalo Trace product. It does. <laughs> no, it does. As soon as you said that. This tastes like, um, I guess I would say, from what the episode we had only a week ago, right, tastes, like, tastes like E.H. Taylor. <laughs> That's what I was going to say, too. Super cherry bomb. Despite not being that as hot as E.H. Well, no, yeah, it is. About the same. 52%. Um, it's it's sweet. It yeah. it is just sweet. It's not just sweet though. Well, no, but it's just it's very sweet. I love how it's. This is the best body of them all because it's it has no roller coaster effect. It's yeah. just like seventy percent strength all the way through. Yep, and it really activates your taste buds. Um, with the dark fruit because that, that's that's the buffalo trace I'm getting is all the dark fruits in there. We keep saying cherry, but it's not just cherries. It's like black cherry. Black cherries, blackberries, yeah, blueberries, That's grapes. Cool. It's it's all those kind of in one. I guess Dylan like would call it a jam. You know, it's thicker, it's more viscous. Yep. And that's probably that's of course due to the proof. I'm not sure if I may maybe if the if the diamonds was fifty percent, could have tasted a little bit more like this because mm-hmm. that also had a nice warmth to it. Mm-hmm. A nice, I kept, I called it metallic, but. That could have emulated something like this. Um, yeah. 
this was uh, reviewed also by. I was curious to see what this was scored um, by Breaking Bourbon. This actually did score slightly higher, three and a half out of five, mm-hmm. uh, compared to the, the Diamonds. Three. I would have said, in comparison, if the Diamonds was a three, this is a four. This is a full step, a full step higher. Okay. Yeah. Super cool. Can we have the rare breed? Yeah. All right. So, I really like the rare breed barrel, the barrel proof. I mean, this is, this is just, it's darn good. I wish we could find that revival sherry finished one. This is a thirty-six-year-old rare breed. This is actually the first barrel that Jimmy ever made. 1942. Yep. So we're talking, this is way hotter. 58.4%. It's, um, if you can try to get past the ethanol, there's like a, like a musty, is it must? Kind of get that. What, what? Mm. I mean, this, this smells like, how the rice smell it's got this like pepper pickle vinegar the vinegar vinegar it's a weird domes hmm i think it smells all it smells all right i don't think it smells that good it doesn't really make me want to drink it. Like if if, if you handed me this and like, hey, this is a special one, and I drank it, I smelled it. I would be like, yeah. sure about that? You sure it's a special? I forget. I just I do like this stuff a lot. Mm-hmm. <coughs> mm. Mm. I'm a sucker for proof, man. Yep. Yeah. That's good. This is so good. <laughs> it um <laughs> come on. The only the only thing I would say about this is there's a little bit of a the grain still makes its presence known. It does, yeah. Yeah, this um, doesn't have this doesn't um round. It's not aged. It doesn't out. round very yeah. well. You it's, can you can tell you're dealing with it's the peaky. Like, yeah. It's got some peaks. It's it's very it's uh poignant towards the end, which is odd. Usually you Things fizzle out or dry out or the sweetness slowly fades. This is just strong and it keeps getting stronger in your mouth until eventually it just cuts off. But yeah, this is, I like the barrel proof more than everything except for the master's keep. That, and this <clears throat> is like, this is $47 depending on Right. <laughs> yep. And the value, the value uh, proposition is, is absolutely there. This does have vanilla to it, though, actually, more than I was expecting. Is there an age statement on those? No. It's probably around that six years, seven. Hmm. Because I always try to compare this. In my mind, this and the uh, Old Forester 1920 are kind of yeah. like the same thing. Like, they're, they're competitors directly to each other. And barrel proof always, or rare breed barrel proof always edges them out to me, especially now that they they changed the 1920 yeah. style to different, different. I don't know if it's different mash bill or different. Uh, Probably just younger uh, rick housing or yeah, maybe it's just younger. But 
It's yeah, this it's, is way better. It's unfortunate. Yeah, it's unfortunate because the older nineteen twenty was really really good. Yeah. But anyway, back to Wild Turkey though. They got a legacy. Yeah. And it's it's nice to see that they do put lots of effort and uniqueness into their uh, legacy products, their mm-hmm. special occasion whiskeys. They don't just slap a name on a regular bottle of a regular bottle, right? And then, or maybe you know, maybe they would have aged it another a couple extra years, or maybe they would have just made a one that's usually a blend, made it a single barrel, called it something special, did it for a year. That was it. They don't do that. They did once. They did with the forgiven, like oh mistake, ha ha. Let's do something fun. But yeah, so yeah, so. As far as final thoughts, Zach, you kind of gave yours. Um, what do you think, uh, Liquor Boy, as far as the lineup? Diamond? Disappointing. Decades? Dis- disappointing. I mean, so I had it last night. We opened the bottle last night. It was better last night than it was today. Mm. Just like a little bit. Maybe because it was a more special occasion. Maybe. Fa- maybe. Father and son. Yeah. It was... <laughs> It was just kind of disappointing compared to the, the decades. That I mean, that was that was best one. Personally, okay. Yeah, um, I guess for me the uh, happy with the thirteen. Super. 13? Yep, the father and son. Um. Oh, we split it. Half of it was his. Um. Yeah, super happy with the the father and son thirteen roller coaster of complexity. Flavor. Yep, um, was happy with that. I like the diamond anniversary one. Um, I don't remember what it was when it came out as far as MSR, but um, one seventy five. I paid one seventy five. It was not two seventy five. But uh, yeah, I think that price it's one fifteen, one twenty. Yeah, yeah, that's tough to say. At one fifteen, I probably would have got a bottle, but definitely at the second, you know, pricing, it's not super worth it. The decades is really good it's really good so you know if you could have got one of those then it's something you kind of hold on to but yeah otherwise uh the, yeah the rare breed great value but once again it's been fun kind of looking at the history of it and uh where wild turkeys come from and uh the history behind it but yeah thanks jimmy Thanks, Eddie. Hopefully they do another 60 years. Um, yeah, once again, this has been the Whiskey House Pub House. Once, um, we're going to have that bottle giveaway probably at some point. So check out our Instagram, Whiskey House Pub House on Instagram. Still have an email, whiskeyhousepubhouse, gmail.com. But uh, feel free to send us any questions or comments. See you on the next one. Gobble, gobble. Thank you.